the next contestant on Up Close no, uh, with the next interviewee. It's been such a pleasure doing this series. It's awesome. I say it every time. I'm still loving doing it, uh, even after all these weeks that we've been doing it. And so I'm joined here tonight by Miss Lisa, who's gracious enough to take some of her uh, afternoon slash evening to, to give to us to be able to get into her life a little bit and where she's been, what she's doing, where she's going, and all that fun stuff in between. So uh, let's go ahead and get right into it tonight there, Lisa. So what's your full name as we get started? My name is Lisa Ann Trombley. Lisa Ann. What, it you, is. Did, did everybody call you Lisa Ann? Or is it just no, Lisa? I had a nickname. My father gave me the nickname PJ when I was little because I used to wear my pajamas everywhere the family went. <laughs> and so he started calling me PJ and it stuck. I still have some relatives that call me that. <laughs> okay, how far, like, all right, you wear pajamas everywhere. What, is, what does everywhere mean, like? Uh, the grocery store, um, if my parents would go out and be with their friends and they took my brother and I along, I would go there and I would have my pajamas on. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Do you remember having discussions about, hey, I'm definitely going to be wearing pajamas whether you want me to or not? Or was it just they let you I just did. And they okay. let me. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good. They probably figured it was cute, you know, <laughs> at that age. I, I don't do it say. anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what point that stopped? Did it, what point um, did it socially awkward? Last week. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Yeah. I was young, you know. Sure. I, right. At some point. Speaking of young, what's your uh, what's your current age as of right now? As uh, June tenth of twenty twenty, how old are you now? I am fifty one. Fifty one. I yeah. am. I turned fifty one in February. You don't look fifty one. Thank you. Yeah. I don't feel fifty one. Most days. <laughs> and that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Great. All right. Fifty one. So, obviously, fifty is a big milestone. It uh, is for most people. Anyway, maybe not you. Um, did you do anything special on your 50th birthday, which had been last year? It wasn't on my birthday, but shortly before my birthday, I bought myself my Mustang. That's right. 50th okay. birthday present for myself. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Lisa does have an, an awesome Mustang. What's the, the year model, the color, the whole bit? Why And why did you, did you get it? I, I have just always loved Mustangs. I don't know why. I'm not like a huge car person. But I've always liked older cars, and it was always the Mustang, even from when I was little. It's a 2004 Screaming Yellow Mustang. <laughs> that is the actual name of the color. I didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's definitely one that, that uh, the cops will notice you if you want them to. They right. will, yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, we live in Powell, and we don't have to worry yeah, about that too you much. Know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun car to drive, but yeah. I'm but I'm safe. I'm safe drivers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the fastest you've driven it? Uh, 65 probably. All right, you're well within you know. the limits. Okay. Yeah, you know. All right. <laughs> not drag racing, <laughs> no, not anywhere. Not yet. Okay. No. <laughs> All right, so uh, 51 with a Mustang. Uh, where, where were you born at and where have you lived uh, since the place you were born? So let's start where you were born and let's kind of go from there. I was born at the North Adams Regional Hospital, North Adams, Massachusetts. Okay. There's a lot of people who have been born. I was just going to say that because that's pretty much what everybody else has said yes. during these in, uh, these uh, interviews. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Okay, so North Adams. Yeah. Uh, did you live in North Adams at any given time? We did. We okay. did. Most of my life growing up until I was, well, most of it, but until I was 15, we lived in North Adams and until my family bought the home here on, in uh, Pownal. Gotcha. Yeah. So, lived a couple different places, but there's only really two that I remember that I was old enough to remember. Mm-hmm. So one was by the state college, 
and uh, the other one was up by Windsor Lake. Okay. Overlooking the lake. We lived there for about a year before my parents bought the house here. And how old were you when you looked? Because Miss Jan, if you listen to that, here's an incentive for you to go back and listen to her interview last <laughs> week. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Miss Jan Trumbly is Lisa's mom. So, um, how old were you when you lived at Windsor Lake? I had to be. I was 14. I think probably 13 to 13 to 14, or let's see. I just, I think I had just turned 15 in February when we moved here. Gotcha. So I was 13, 14, around there. All right. So between living in North Adams and then just a year there and then you moved here mm. from 15 on, uh, did you, that's a tough, tough time to move at 15, yeah. 14, 15. Yeah. Uh, any, any awkwardness, any like, man, I really didn't like moving from North Adams to, you know, to Poundall. Actually, I loved it. I was kind of, I was at an age or a time where, uh, there was a certain grade in middle school that I was having a problem with, just um, educationally speaking. Sure. And um, I had stayed back in seventh grade there. Gotcha. So I was kind of ready for the change right. and a new place and to, you know, be able to concentrate more on new things and my family and and get away from what I what I felt at that age was causing the problems. Sure. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and after that, I mean, I went through school up here and I did wonderfully. Oh, awesome. So, so you mentioned that you had a brother? I do. How old is he? Or was the will age be, difference? He'll be fifty five this year. Okay, so four mm-hmm. years. Yep. All right. All yep. Right. How was how was your relationship with him growing up? Was it pleasant? Um, adversarial? <laughs> It was actually pretty good. I mean, yeah. every brother says, you know, older brother makes you, he makes you walk 10 feet behind him because mm-hmm. he doesn't want his friends to know that he has a sister, you know, those kind of things. Sure. But <laughs> but we never really fought or even argued that much. I had a wonderful childhood. Good. So, Excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. So, so your home life in general, would you say was, you know, fairly pleasant growing up or would you say you had some, or some struggles or... Well, we always had struggles as a family. I mean, we we came from, you know, we weren't rich. Sure. You know, uh, my mom and dad both worked a lot mm-hmm. and and gave us everything that, you know, that they could. Right. We never really had money. Right. But we always had enough, mm-hmm. you know. And I had a wonderful neighborhood that I grew up in. Um, we were, like I said, we were down by the college. Mm-hmm. And I had cousins that were nearby. Gotcha. And there was a big group of, of friends that we all, they were mostly boys. Mm-hmm. All boys except the one older girl, <laughs> and and myself. So I hung out with mostly boys growing up, but right, right. but it was a wonderful childhood, and we were able to go to each other's houses, and gotcha. we played a lot at the college because there was um, an outside basketball court and oh, swings, nice. and yeah. the school had summer programs. So yeah, yeah, like really, yeah, really wonderful childhood. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So moving to Poundland, you said it was a pretty smooth transition, though, and you enjoyed your time yeah. here. Uh, where where have you been? We'll kind of we'll circle back to some of your other experiences during that time. But uh, any other interesting places you, if not lived, traveled to, or not much of a traveler? I'm not much of a traveler. I just I've always been a homebody, and okay. I enjoy the area and sure. and things around. You know, nature, and right. I like to. Go out and take rides and take walks and take pictures, bike rides, those kind of things. Just really 
enjoy what the good Lord has given us. There you go. Okay. You know, there's a lot of beautiful things out there. There are, in our area in particular, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For at least for three months out of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless you, you like know, snow, and you there's know. a lot more of it. So. <laughs> good deal. Okay. Yeah. So, growing up in Powell, what's the one thing you would think, like, man, at least in the age you grew up in? Of course, I'm sure Powell's changed since oh, yeah. the time you were here, yeah. 15 till now. Yeah. Um, but growing up in the area that you grew up in, what would you say would be the one thing? Like, man, I'm so glad I lived in Powell because it felt more accepting. I think mm-hmm. of new people that mm-hmm. would come into the area. Right. Uh, I met some uh, young girls that were right on the same street the very same day that we moved in. I was riding my bicycle down the street, mm-hmm. and they hollered over and they waved and I thought, "Uh oh, I'm in trouble. I'm going to, I'm going to go over there and they're going to like kick my butt or something. (laughs) But no, they were the sweetest people, lifelong friends they are. And there there was just a whole group of kids and that was one of the best things. It was, it was almost like the the group I had when I was younger. Gotcha. I also had in Pownall. And so that made the transition that much easier. Right. Made instant friends and, you know, and most of those people I'm still friends with. Nice. So, yeah. So you're here, still here in town, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've been in panel for, I'm bad at math. How long have you been in panel? 37 years <laughs> okay. this year. <laughs> 37 years. Yeah. And interesting, fun, I think if, I think it's a slightly fun fact that I know about you that it's that uh, you live now in the same house that you I do when you moved here, right? I do. That's incredible. Yep. I graduated in 1988 and I moved upstairs to the upstairs apartment. How about that? I'm still there. <laughs> so I do like the area. Right, yeah. Really? A lot. A lot. <laughs> All right. So yeah. when someone who's been in this area for so long and have lived here and enjoyed it, what's some of the things you've you've done? What's some of the jobs you've had or some of the experiences oh, you've gosh. had? Oh, gosh. Jobs. I've had all kinds of different jobs. Uh, everything from... Uh, my dad used to drive a, a daycare bus and I was the monitor on school bus. Mm-hmm. I worked as an assistant in preschool. I have worked at a pizza parlor. I uh, worked in a warehouse. I worked in a, um, at Mount Anthony Veterinary Hospital, mm. working with the animals, the kennel animals. Uh, I was a radio station employee up in Manchester when the radio station was up there. Um, and a lot of different jobs doing sewing. Got my start think I was probably in my early 20s mm-hmm. at the time so somebody gave me an opportunity and and I thought you know this isn't too bad and right. over the years places would close so I would go somewhere else that did sewing and right. manufacturing and that happened a few times mm-hmm. and um, most recently my we had a family business my mom and my dad and myself and when they retired I took it over so I've been doing that on my own self-employed for about six years now gotcha. six or seven years those are just some of the things that sure you know that I've done. Right. So, so we were talking a little bit earlier about the radio station yeah. gig. That was sure yeah. that was interesting. What, was. what time frame in your life were you doing that? I was. Let's see. Can't recall my age because it's a math thing. But it, <laughs> but it was 1992. Okay. There you and go. I was overnights. I worked all day at the country store warehouse, and then I would go there, and I would be there. I think 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. or something like that. Wow. And then I'd go home all the way back down to Powell right. <laughs> for a few hours and turn around and go all the way back to Manchester. Seven days a week. 
Whoa. In a 1973 Plymouth Duster. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> and it made the trip. Every day. <laughs> I never had a problem with that car. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what inspired you to go take a radio station job? Actually, my brother worked there. Okay. He was one of the personalities during the day or on the weekend sometimes. Gotcha. And they needed some extra help running the, um, the boards, mm-hmm. which, like when they're on satellite, um, the music will come from a satellite. Gotcha. And then... The person that was on, which was like me at the time, overnights, I would do weather reports and commercials for local uh, businesses. And so you would record those, and then when it sounded just the way it's supposed to, (laughs) (laughs) then you would put those into certain slots so they would air at certain times. Interesting. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. It was fun. It was overnight. I was there all by myself. So. You know, I enjoyed it. There was always a lot to do. <laughs> a bit. So, yeah. A bit. Wow. Yeah. How about yeah. that? So they had to have somebody there at the radio station the whole time? There was never... Right. Was well, in case something went wrong with the boards, okay, or sure. um, you can uh, do things like adjust volumes uh, or, you know, those kind of gosh. things to run the boards huh. and make sure that they were operating. Right. Because we've had outages before. It's like, sure. oh. All of a sudden, you get a, a electrical storm. Right. And power goes out, but when it comes back on, it doesn't come on correctly, no. so you have to fix it. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. So, wow, how about that? Yeah. Okay. So what you, what got you into, you said you've been doing uh, self-employed sewing for mm-hmm. a while, but you did yep. it for other employers off and yep. on throughout most of your life. Yep. What drew you to that? What was the impetus for sewing? I don't know, really. I mean, I never thought that, you know, when I was younger, I want to be a seamstress. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It just kind of happened. Like I said, I got an opportunity um, probably a few years after high school for CB Sports. Some people probably would know that. It's a familiar name in the ski wear industry. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, I was given an opportunity, and I I liked it, and the pay was good, and, you know, back Mm then. Right. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So I just, and I had other opportunities to go other places when certain ones would close. Sure. You know. Right. So, nice. Okay. Yeah. And I've just enjoyed it ever since. And I like the self-employed part. I can make my own schedule and, you know, have a little freedom and, and be a little more leisure. I sure. work hard, but. Right. But I can work on my own schedule and make sure the work's done. And, Absolutely. And I've had the two customers that I have now I've been working with for 25 years. So I've managed to, you know, build a, a, a not only a working relationship with them, but also a personal one. Sure, you know, absolutely. Which is yeah, beneficial. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So looking back at 15-year-old Lisa moving into Powell <laughs> and now 51-year-old Lisa, funny enough how that's inverted. Uh, that what what would you what would you say to the 15-year-old? Would you say, yeah, you're going to grow up to, you know, what, what would you say if you're good about your 15-year-old self? Would it would you would you warn yourself? Would you would you congratulate yourself? What you know? Would that be? What would you do? What do you think you would do with it? That's a good question. I'm not really sure how to answer that. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things like probably in everyone's life that they're they've maybe done that they're not proud of or they sure. shouldn't have been doing. Oh, absolutely. That I you know you'd like to change. Right. But I think overall, I'm I'm happy with my life. I had other plans if they were financially possible but they weren't gotcha. they other interests sure. I didn't you know I didn't graduate high school and say I want to be a seamstress sure. you know right <laughs> but but I'm happy doing it right. and that's you know that's the most important thing I think so what did you graduate high school and say this is what I'm gonna this is what I, I'm doing in my life my two options were I wanted to go to law school wow which I didn't <laughs> right. well, I either that or art school 
and high school. Yeah. That's two very different things. They are. <laughs> two very different interests. Yeah, yes, for sure. Yes. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So what yeah. made you not pursue, pursue law? Uh, mostly on both cases was finances. Uh-huh. I just, you know. Sure. I just never, I went to work. Right. You know. Yep. So. Makes sense. That yeah. to a lot of people. For it sure. does. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we've haven't really touched on it yet so far. You're 51 and um, already know the answer, but I'll ask for those who don't know. Married or single? I am single. All right. Excellent. For those who are interested in it. <laughs> single. All right. So single, I don't know, say single by choice. Everybody's single by choice in some way or another if you're single, I guess, but uh, maybe not. Uh, so, you know, it's, again, looking back at your 15-year-old self, is that where you would imagine yourself to be in Relationship-wise, at fifty-one, um, really I'm idea. not really sure. I didn't really have any plan. I wasn't like a, a person that said by a certain age I want to do this right. or I want to be that or I want to you know sure. be married, have kids. If it happened, you know, I mean, then that's in the Lord's hands. I, yeah. I feel, and it just hasn't happened for me. But sure. if he, if he still wants to bring that into my life I'm open to it mm-hmm. obviously you know I mean yeah. but it's been, it's been interesting I haven't really I was never really like a person that would go out on like weekly dates with different mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. I was more of like when I had long term relationships they were usually someone from a group of friends right and so we would end I would end up with a couple be a couple with someone for a while and then right. as time went on and some of the relationships were years two mm-hmm. three years wow but then it kind of got to where we were almost better off as friends. Uh, right. So it wasn't it wasn't really the yeah. I love you forever and always kind of sure. thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm I'm content. Sure. And and if the Lord sees fit to find someone for me, he'll provide him for me right. and you're never too old. No, you're not. No. And, and no. one thing I've I've always tried to point out to people I know who are single um, and stress to them from a, a biblical point of view, theological point of view, and that's where I get most of everything I do, uh, is that singleness isn't bad. I think in our society right. we equate singleness with what happened. You, what what right. failed along right. the way that you wanted to be single. Right? You're all lonely. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not sure you screw up that you want to be here, right? But that's not the case that's at all, right? It doesn't have to be. Right, um, right. You know, because I think we have an over... Placed sense of importance on you know relationships, at least romantic relationships, yeah. that aren't necessarily necessary. Right. Um, right. So uh, now again, yeah, yeah. you're right. I mean, if God provides it, great. And if He doesn't, great. Right. Yeah, I'm happy. As long as you're continuing. No, you're right. Excellent. So looking back, because people, you know, always I think find this somewhat fascinating. Anyway, for you mentioned that you dated and hung out with people over the years. Mm-hmm. Any any crazy stories from any of those experiences? They're all pretty tame. I mean, yeah, not... they're, they're the, the normal. Okay. Right. <laughs> or wild or anything. <laughs> We're tame. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Any, any one romantic thing that was done to you or, or maybe by you in a relationship or is all just kind of... Um, nah. No. <laughs> Nothing right. I think of off the top of my head. And like I said, a lot of times it turned out to be two friends and we decided sure. to be a couple because you know, we kind of liked each other for a while. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't... There wasn't anything that worked out in the end. We were, all, and I'm still friends with, you know, and we don't, we don't see each other too often, but, you know, if we do, we're friendly, and right. you know, we still, there you go, chit chat and those things. But excellent, yeah, 
Very cool. All right. So swapping topics a little bit then, mm-hmm. what uh, what's some music choices that you're into? Oh. Speaking, of, speaking of choices of things you have a relationship with, music <laughs> is fairly strong in that regard. It so it any is. Kind of it is. Preferences there? Especially working at a radio station, surely you have some preferences. I like everything, just about. The only thing I don't really listen to much of is like opera. Okay. I'm not a big opera fan. <laughs> but anything else. I like country. I like rock. I like classic rock. I love Motown. All right. Um, 50, 60, it doesn't matter. Nice. What, uh, what music matter. was played at the radio station? Country. Okay. <laughs> yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Although, it, when I first moved up here, that threw me completely off, by the way. Mm. So. That we listen to country music? Yes. Yeah. Same thing happened to me back <laughs> when I was 15. We moved here, and I kept saying to mom and dad, oh, I, and I didn't like country music at the time. Uh-huh. We're moving to the country. They kept saying, we're moving to the country, moving to the country. I'm like, I do not want to listen to country music. I got up here and found, hey, not everybody likes country music. Yes. But after a while, it grew on me. And, you know. But I was all excited that I could come up and I could move to the country, but I didn't have to listen to country music because I didn't want to. Isn't that interesting how we are as kids kids growing up, especially music choices. That's that's funny. All right, so yep. uh, let's let's talk a little bit about your faith journey because that's obviously a big component okay. of what we're here to do here at church, obviously. And at Faith Church, for those of you who attend, I don't attend because I'm hoping at some point some people, somebody will listen who's not a part of our church and because it's not restricted to just being our church. Uh, so, but one of the key components of those who do attend our church that I like to emphasize is kind of, you know, where did you meet Jesus? Right? Where where has that relationship? Where did that relationship start? Where has it taken you over the years? Uh, where are you at now? Uh, and what's some hard things you've had to sort out in that relationship? Mm-hmm. So you can go back to the beginning or the middle or whatever, okay. just somewhere. Where, where did it begin and how did you get to where you are now? I was 13 years old when I accepted Christ into my life. I uh, was living in North Adams. It was a big house. It was a, a four tenement, I guess is what they call it, four mm-hmm. families. Mm-hmm. We were on one side, on the bottom. I, uh, my mom and dad, my brother and I. And on the top, on the other side, were some cousins of ours. And I knew they went to church. And I didn't really think too much about it. You know, every Sunday they'd go off and they'd come back. And one week they invited me to go. I said, sure, just me. Not anybody else in my family, just me. Sure, I, And I loved it. And I kept continuing to go back. And there was this, uh, it's a... If you're familiar with North Adams, there's a plaza on one end of town. It's called the Oasis Plaza, and it's a small one-level building, and it's L-shaped, and it has a bunch of little, like there's a nail salon, and I don't know what else is in there, but on the very end was the church. Hmm. It was their first, when they first were developed into a church, and this was the space that they were in right Mm -hmm. on the end, Mm -hmm. and I thought, well, this is interesting, and I kept going back, and I kept going back, and... And I, I ended up accepting Christ into my life at that point in time. And the, the funny part of the story is that years down the road, after the church had moved on to another place in North Adams, the place was turned into the Boston Fish Market. <laughs> <laughs> so now when I tell the story about where I was saved, I tell everyone, that I found Jesus at the Boston Fishman. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I was saved. The Oasis Plaza in North Adams. How about that? 
Yep. Wow. And, yep. and how old? 13, 14? 13. 13. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So, again, going back, you moved, you transitioned, things changed, right? They so, did. But they obviously, did. faith continues. So, how did that adjust for you in that relationship with Jesus, even after you transitioned to Powell? The adjustment, I think, was a little, um, it, was, it was different. I had kind of, my journey has been kind of times in my life where I've um, stepped away. Mm-hmm. And then I would go to a church for a while, and I'd kind of start to feel like maybe this is a good church for me and a good fit. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that it wasn't mm-hmm. for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of years doing that. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I got to a time where that was kind of on the back burner mm-hmm. when it shouldn't have been, probably when I needed it most in my life, you mm-hmm. know. Right. But you make choices that you kind of put yourself first. And, and But I always knew that the Lord was there, mm-hmm. but I kind of made the mistake of, okay, I'm an adult now. I'm going to do what I want, right. but you'll be there if I need you, right, Jesus, right, right God, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that was wrong. So in the process of going to church for quite a while mm-hmm. and then uh, finding that that wasn't what I was searching for. Mm-hmm. So I would have another time where I didn't go to church for a while and it was kind of almost a pattern. Yeah. I got to a certain church when my parents um, accepted Christ into their lives, mm-hmm. which was a few years after we had moved here. And um, everybody in this neighborhood actually yeah. were Christians back uh, then. Yeah. And um, my mom and dad had accepted Christ and we were going to a church and... We went there for quite a long time, and I was involved in the youth group yeah. and Sunday school. And then over time, I think that kind of, for me, it kind of phased out because even after all of those years, I never really felt like I was part of it. Gotcha. Right. And, and there's sure. been there's been several other churches after that. Right. The preaching was wonderful. Sure. The, the people were wonderful, but I didn't have that home feeling. I don't want to be. A type of Christian that I go to church on Sunday and I sit there and I listen to the message and I go home right and that I don't see or talk to anybody or do anything sure. until the following Sunday right and then it's the same thing over I wanted to always have wanted to be an active part mm-hmm. of a church as yeah. much as I could and, sure. to, and to serve the Lord and serve others and right. and so I spent a lot of that time off and on searching for that gotcha that makes sense. And I'm here now, <laughs> which is an answer to 35 years of prayer, mm. by the way. Wow. So, <laughs> so thank you, Jesus. Yes, definitely. That's incredible. Now. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's what, what I love to, when I hear stories like that and other people's stories is that, uh, you know, we live in the moment that we're in and mm-hmm. in some ways we're prisoners to the things we've done and where we are and it's hard to see. Uh, to where God's going to take us, but looking back 35 years yeah. and to be able to see the pattern and see mm-hmm. where God was taking you, and it's even though, yeah. like you admitted there, there's some choices you would have made differently along mm-hmm. the way, but they got to still use that to shape you yeah. uh, to be who you are and where you are with Him today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what would you think? What would you say now at this point in the process and this uh, journey of faith? Would you say is the hardest? Or has been maybe the hardest thing to be like. I mean, I, like you said, at one point you were you were serving yourself essentially, yep. right? And yep. then you had to, you kind of gave that up and realigned priorities. What would you say would be the hardest thing that you've had to give up in that process? 
Hmm. I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mom will tell you. Yeah. She'll say, she'll ask me, or I, she won't even ask me sometimes. I'll just <laughs> tell her what my plan is. I'm going to do this at a specific time. I'm going to work until noon. And then after that, I'm going to mow the lawn. And I have a whole list of things that I'm going to do because I planned it. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I planned it, and this is how it's going. And it doesn't always work out. Right. Most times it doesn't. But I need to, I still struggle with his plan and not mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Put his plan first right. before mine. Yeah. You know, I always have, the, I always feel like I have this whole bunch of things I need to get done. Yeah. And this is how I'm going to do it. Right. <laughs> and you're in control. And, you right, right. Yeah. I need to, yeah, give more control over to him and, and what his plan is even daily. Sure. Mm. That's, yeah. that's good. I'm with you on that one. I struggle yeah. with the same thing. And I think yeah. but some, obviously certain people are more spontaneous in nature and they probably don't have that struggle, but there are a large portion of people who do yeah. battle with that, I think. I yeah. think it's fairly common for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's switch gears once again and, and talk about some fun things as you kind of get ready to, <laughs> to get out of here tonight again. Okay. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, so let's, let's do two fun things. Let's talk about your favorite dessert because you know, we've been every person we've talked to We've talked about you know what what's what finishes off their day or their night or whatever when they're having dessert, and uh, we'll see if you still fit in when you're done answering that question. So, what's your favorite dessert? I have two favorites. I like a lot of desserts, <laughs> but I have two: strawberry shortcake and cheesecake. All right, yeah, yeah. I will take those two things over anything else. All right. Okay. <laughs> strawberry shortcake is interesting. I hadn't heard a lot of people say that up here. That's, mm. that, I grew up on strawberry shortcake because we had strawberries all the time. Mm. Um, and, and cheesecake. Cheesecake mm. definitely seems to be very regional. Mm. So, Any favorite cheesecake or like just all plain old cheesecake? All of it. All of them. Whatever one. Yeah, all of it. You ever been to the Cheesecake Factory? I have not. Oh, man. <laughs> I know there are good cheesecakes a lot of places. Not saying the Cheesecake Factory is the best by any stretch. However, um, if you're in Albany and you just uh, go I, in I, and I just pick have to up make the, a special trip. Yeah, there's, it's a little expensive, but yeah. it's worth the splurge every once in a while. Uh. Uh, we every time I make, we go to Albany, well, not anymore. But when we did go to Albany before COVID nineteen, uh, we would definitely stop by there uh. And, uh, and get some get some cheesecake at least to take home and keep in the fridge for when the kids were asleep so there you go <laughs> eat it in the dark yeah that's right <laughs> Shh, don't, tell me about it. don't chew so loud that's right. <laughs> all right so great all right so everybody that's that's awesome desserts any any kind of stance on ice cream are you for it or are you against it i know? like ice cream i'm not as big on it as most people i don't think okay. but i do enjoy it all cream, right yes. you will eat it oh yeah okay all right well you're still in the club then you're good okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so as we get ready to wrap it up, and I've got three, as we have with everybody, mm-hmm. three would-you-rather questions. Uh, these are going to be just quick, fun, answer <laughs> off the top of your head. Don't think too hard, but then think after you've answered about why you answered the way you did. All right? Okay. So let's start off with something that that's, could be fairly serious, I think. So let's, let's start with that, then we'll get a little more light-hearted as we continue. So the first one is, would you rather know how you were going to die or when you were going to die? Oh. When. When. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I know why I would choose that. Why would you choose when? Uh, how just seems like you'd be scared just waiting for it to happen. Right. Yeah. 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 There are certain ways I really don't want to go when if that... Right. <laughs> I don't exactly. want to know about it if I'm going. <laughs> exactly. All right. Yeah. When would be... Yeah. Yeah. yeah when. Okay. All right. All right. So let's, uh, let's move on from that one. 
Let's do this one. Would you rather have all your shirts be two sizes too big or have all of them be one size too small? Oh, too big. Too big? I'm a, yeah. Yeah, I like my loose t-shirts. Yeah, I'm, I'm loose. good. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. have a problem with loose t-shirts. I have a problem with big collars. Oh, if like butterfly whole, collars? Like no, seven. no, no. Like, you know, sometimes you have shirts. I don't know if women's shirts are this way. Men's shirts, you know, you can get a certain brand, and sometimes the collar is, is wider than oh. the other. <laughs> it just feels weird. I don't know. I'm picky about this type of stuff. All right. Okay, last one. Would you rather have three feet or three hands? Three hands. Yeah. Shoes only come in a pair. <laughs> okay. and, and if I had three hands, I work with my hands. I could get more done. That's right. There you go. <laughs> Okay, excellent. See? That's very true. You can start a new fashion trip with three feet, though. You could have, you know, that third shoe be different. Or that something. third foot would be cold all the time. <laughs> or you'd be no shoe right. for it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, excellent. Very good. Okay, well, thank you so much, Lisa, for My taking pleasure. your time tonight. Again, I know it's not, not your favorite time of the day to do no. this, so I appreciate you uh, hanging out with us and sharing. Uh, and again, I know people who listen are going to be blessed by it because that's more important than me just having fun doing it. It's about what people can get out of it and hopefully glean something for their lives. Maybe you never know. Maybe somebody who's 15 is listening to this today and will start thinking about things you know, before they get to 51. They go, man, I can, it's, it can have some similarities or some uh, shared experiences with you that may help them in their life. So that's awesome. So thank you so much, Lisa, for that. Appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. So thank you, everybody else, for joining us again on this episode of Faith Church Up Close. As always, the potential is there for you to be next. So keep on the lookout. I'll be in touch with someone uh, for the next few weeks. We're trying to line it up and get it set so that we have as many people as possible. We're trying to get through our whole church, but also eventually into the community. And uh, that'll be fun at some point as we branch out a little bit here and get to know each other a little bit better in a different format. So thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us. Can't wait to hear and see you next time.